0: I am unashamed. What
1: about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. I made my way back to West Monroe. I had to preach yesterday. Zach, you didn't preach, did you?
2: I did not. I'm up next, next week, week on the baptism of Jesus, but uh Oh wow. So you already in the book of Mark at uh,
1: at your church?
2: We are. We just got done with Isaiah, so Mark's a is a great leap if you want to kind of repeat Isaiah in yeah. the New Testament, then you can go to Mark. I mean the book of Mark starts with a quote from Isaiah. So, yeah, we're 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 that deep in the kingdom same of God. Setup where he's at that that
1: we're doing here at our church at WFR. We have kind of a rotating we talk sermon.
3: He's about two years behind you. We did Mark two
1: years. <laughs> well, no, I was talking about just the setup of preachers because they oh. they kind of got rotating guys like we have. But you know, I, I said something yesterday. Zach was interesting. I said, you know, as long as you're preaching the Bible. Yeah. And not just series or topics or whatever. You can have rotating men as long as you're still teaching the word. You st- you keep a pretty singular voice in the word. So the problem yeah. gets into once you get off of that, then it's more about personalities and this, that, and the other. I mean, some people have a better gift of speaking. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you stay centered on the word of God, you're gonna people are going to grow because the power is
2: in that more than our ability to communicate it, I think but let's just yeah and, and at our church are, uh, all the preaching is well I mean unless you have like a guest preacher or something but it's all the like continual teaching is done by by the shepherds of the church yeah, and that's
1: so, where we are that's what we're doing yeah
2: we're all and we're all in conversation talking about it and so we're we're you know kind of all hitting in that same direction well, it was, it was, And honestly, say, was,
1: but if if
3: if the if it starts working and the church starts growing then who gets the credit? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Who's gonna take the credit? uh, So in our situation it's good because we're, you know, we're shepherd led as well. So yesterday I was up, but now in in our case, I'm the opposite, Jace. I'm actually preaching ahead of where we're going on the podcast because we're gonna eventually wind up when we finish the book of Luke, going to Psalms, doing some selected songs, which I'm super excited about, some good worship stuff and all that. And uh, so we're preaching out of Psalms now at WFR. And so I was up yesterday. So I can't tell you because I'll save my sermons. Now I'm saving them back for the podcast. But when the um, the guy who was doing our communion message is one of our shepherds there. It's an old friend of ours named Steve Adam. And Steve hadn't been up in a while. And, of course, Steve's got a look about him now. He's grown him a big, long, white beard. And he, uh, he kind of has a Civil War look about him now. It's just the way he grooms it and all that. And... Um, so he got up to the communion. He's fumbling around with a mic. He he brought his glasses out. They were dirty. He couldn't see. And it was about a three-minute just, you know, <laughs> fumbling as he was trying to do the communion message yesterday. Well, then, and then he taps me. Uh, like, he looks down there and sees me, and so he makes a little joke about me. And so I was looking at him and nodding, and I thought – so he walked by when he was, you know, getting down. I said – you know, I got the last word, right? I'm, like, I'm up today. You just became the intro. Yeah, you pretty well <laughs> romped on him. <laughs> well, of course. And so the, my friends were like, how, how can you do that much, like come up with that much about somebody off the cuff? And I said, are you kidding? How I, old is he? Steve? Yeah. He's probably a little older than me. Probably 63 well, maybe. Just a, yeah, I think it's just the age.
0: Alert, to alert y'all, you all, you you know, when I was fifty or sixty, I felt like a young buck. Mm-hmm. But, but I notice I, I I do a lot of fumbling around. <laughs> I'm approaching are you, eighty. Are you taking up for 2nd <laughs> I'm approaching eighty, and my no. memory
3: <laughs> is shot. Well, here's here's where it gets worse. So yesterday, <laughs> we uh we hunted on Sunday afternoon because it was a perfect setup. You know, we've had this ice. I mean, once in a decade type temperatures with sleet, you know, four or five days ago. So it hadn't really gotten much above freezing for a week. For a week. Yeah. So the last day of it was yesterday. This morning, we'll get to that in a minute if you want to hear, because we have lots of stories this morning. Love stories. The pouring down rain after the weather person said it's going to start raining at 10 o'clock. Well, guess what? It's 10 o'clock right now. And Phil. <laughs> Has it rained earlier than right now? That would be negative. No, I'm talking about this morning. <laughs> this morning, it came and rained. Yeah, it rained this morning, but yeah. I'm saying they said 10 o'clock right. this morning. and but it, it started. Just missed
0: it by a few hours. It started yeah. for a day. Yeah. Like
3: well, it. I know, but when I'm in a vehicle that doesn't have a windshield or a roof and you're driving 30 minutes. That was brutal this morning. <laughs> forty degrees, but anyway, so yesterday it was
1: colder than forty. It was about thirty-five.
3: I'll tell you how to make an ice. hole. this is all this is a secret. I'm gonna fix to reveal a secret Uh-oh. for all duck hunters and people who don't even duck hunt. Because as my wife always says, when if we have some kind of zombie apocalypse or the end of the world or the government breaks down, whatever, that's when she says my greatest quality will come into play. Then she'll be glad yeah. she married you. Yeah, yeah. because, look, during this ice, Missy told me a conversation that she had in the grocery store because she said there were people everywhere. This is the day before the ice storm came and the freezing temperatures. And so the woman behind the checkout said, did you find everything? And Missy said, I got pretty much what I needed, and she was like, well, that's shocking because, because it's just people in Louisiana, when it's getting down to 15 degrees and there's threatening ice. They stocking up. No, they go crazy, out. <laughs> it's panic in the streets. People running, <laughs> hollering, waiting in line for gas. And so Missy said, well, I didn't come here because I'm worried that I wouldn't have enough food to eat. And the woman was like, well, do tell she, cause she thought she had some kind of secret. Stash, maybe yeah, some My Patriot
1: supply or something.
3: Yeah. Mrs. said, no, I'm married to a man who will provide. She's like, if in the world scenario, you can come over to our house because he will go out and hunt or catch something and we can eat it. And I said, what did she say? I, I was riveted by this conversation. And, uh, she said, "Boy, you got that going for you." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I felt pretty good about that. She's so, just
1: bragging on you. So anyway, I forgot where I was in this story. Uh, I was thinking Zach would Zach could do a flying squirrel stew, but man, he's got a lot of mouths to feed off of one flying squirrel. So oh, the ice!
3: The ice! Uh, the, I'm gonna reveal a secret. How to? This is a secret on how to shoot ducks when your property is iced up because ducks they like water yep and when it's frozen they don't like that Now they will light on the ice yeah, we if you have got, seen got them some do it. food you know out there or whatever but but it's better to make an ISO so here's what you do when you have real cold temperatures where you know it's going to be locked up which was yesterday
1: Big reveal how to make an ISO how to make so an ice northern ISO is, listeners listen up
3: when everything is 100% iced up so here's what you do. You wait till the time of day where the temperature gets too freezing, 32 degrees. So I looked on my weather and it said 11 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be 32 degrees. So I got down here at 1045. I drove out there. I went to the deepest place where you can wade. But here was the problem. When I came up on, I was riding in an Argo. When I came up to it, it wasn't frozen because there was two thousand ducks sitting in front of the blind. So they they had made their own ISO. They (laughs) kept it open. I I wasn't I didn't account for that, which happens. But that's a good problem because then you start calling everybody you know, saying because I said it'll take me two hours to make the ISO. So I'll tell you how to make the ice hole if they hadn't kept it open. <laughs> you walk, and if you have to have a sledgehammer, you you make you a trail to get in front of the blind. You start in front of the blind, and you make a huge circle. You go around with a sledgehammer. You can do it with a chainsaw. You've done it in Kansas with a chainsaw, right? Yeah, we've been doing it with, with uh, sledgehammers and you make a perfect circle. You cannot get in a hurry. You make a perfect circle all the way around. So not an oval, a circle. A circle bigger than not you, a rectangle. Bigger than you think. Okay. You carefully ease up and, and don't fight the ice. Ice is your friend at this point. <laughs> and you That's you don't That's the problem. I, all these years I've been fighting the you ice. You don't split. You just got a big circle and then you slowly start to lift and the other end will go up under the ice that you didn't break and you just start moving forward and you push the circle of ice under the ice to your left right straight wherever the deepest place is mm-hmm. and you just make the circle and the ice and is don't, the, break, they, the ice. don't break the ice you only break it around you have one big sheet so it has to be thick enough now if it's not thick enough for that then you get into the motor going round and round or something like you
0: that. You know it'll work because one of the ducks this morning was
3: carrying jewelry. Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. This is yesterday. I, I'm still on the sixty. What happens to guys in their mid-60s? So what happened was as we start to hunt, the ducks immediately start coming back. And we did bum, bum, bum. I don't know if it's gunfire, cell phones, because I was oblivious. But about every 15, 20 minutes, somebody was walking toward us. Because you couldn't get a boat out there. You had to pull up and and walk about 200 yards. I had the only vehicle, which was the Argo. Well, about 3 o'clock, the last straggler pulled up. which Because he made the sixth guy. It was old Burley. Mm -hmm. So Burley's kind of feels right-hand man for a lot of things. So he had to go to work at 4. He showed up at 3. So he's going to be there for one hour. He kills his six ducks and he gets out of the blind and he, you know, barely don't say a whole lot. And he starts walking and I'm like, where's he going? And Jay said, well, he has to go to work. I said, well, why is he walking in the opposite direction of which he came in? Because now the ice is melting even around. You can walk pretty much anywhere. And Jay said, I don't know. I said, well, holler at him. He said, why don't you holler? We had a little argument about who's holler. I said, I don't holler at a man for no reason. You know, I don't know what, he's got something he's doing. And there was a duck that had fallen in the direction that where he was going. Somebody said, well, maybe he's going to go get that duck. I said, I've already gotten that duck. Because occasionally I would go out, I said, I already got him. So he, he just kept walking. And they hollered at him. He never responded. He just kept walking. Well, he just disappeared in the woods like a Sasquatch. Well, I actually filmed him yesterday because I said when he first appeared, I said, I think I found Bigfoot. (laughs) And they said, what? I said, look out there. And he looked like Bigfoot. He does. He's got to look about him. And so I said, well, call him. So they called him and he answered. And Chad, the nurse man said, Burley, are you lost? And he went, am I? (laughs) <laughs> and Would nobody you? knew what to say said well where are you going he said i'm going to work Said, what well, you're walking in the opposite direction of which you came in he said am i he said you have been for 15 minutes and so he said well where am i well he had been gone in the woods Somebody said, you're somewhere in the woods in the opposite direction of where you need to go <laughs> And look, we never, I've never saw heard him A
1: man that's lost that doesn't know mm-hmm. he's
3: lost. Well there's a pipeline on our property and I said at some point he's got to cross that pipeline yeah. to get where he's going, but never saw him. <laughs> so I said, and well y'all we're looking down the pipeline. yeah I said, well we'll get when he gets when we're leaving, I said, I'll go around there and try to find him, I guess, because, I mean, it's a long walk to work from here. He'll be there in three days. <laughs> so about the time we quit hunting, which was five, we heard him fire up down there. So I guess he walked all the way around the property.
1: And finally worked his way back. Yeah, it took him, took him an hour to get there. <laughs> so it sounds like to me he was late for work. Let's take our first break.
3: So we're all the time... Wondering about unexpected medical emergencies. They happen. That's true. And I would say the first thought that pops into my head is duck hunting 60 days. Mm. Because you're out in the elements. There's ice. There are prickly sticks that could poke you in the eye. Beavers have... uh, There are
0: droughts. There are floods.
3: You step in beaver holes. Mm -hmm. You fall off the... ATV, you fall I out. Hot
0: mouths, of, moccasins in some of the duck
3: blinds. Alligators. You fall out of the like boat.
1: Yep. You don't get enough sleep, and you just fall down. <laughs> so obviously we understand the need uh, for making sure you've got some kind of help when you have a medical emergency. And our friends at Samaritan Ministries, uh, this is what they do. Uh, they're a Christian community. And when one of these medical needs come up that Jason described in our world, but your world may be different, you have fellow members that are going to send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills. So if there's kind of an encouraging and praying environment that happens here. Lisa and I are members. Uh, we send checks to folks uh, that need help uh, every month. There's no networks. So you're going to be in control of your own family's health care. You choose what's best for you, doctors, hospitals, treatments. You can join today, start healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries the day you complete your membership application. Uh, Or you could also choose what month you'd like to start if you want to delay that. It's a biblical solution to healthcare where we bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. It's also more affordable, and I can attest to that. So whatever your medical emergency is, You'll find comfort in knowing that you're connected to 80,000 Christian households across the nation who stand ready to help you, whether it's spiritually or financially, when you need it the most. Become part of this community today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash Unashamed. That's SamaritanMinistries.org Unashamed.
0: That explains why he said, you, you know, I've been waiting for you when you get back from your house, yeah. so I I, I drove like a maniac, leaving your house to make sure I got out here. Yeah, Which is, tell the
3: truth, Phil, is probably 40 miles an hour.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at 2.30 in the the evening, so I'm on my way. Burley's the one that was handling it. He had lined it up, he called I I came here, the phone rang, hello, yeah. He said, look, he said, I got to thinking about it. By the time you get down here, you know, I'm gonna lose so much time. So somewhere in there, he was gonna take me to where they were duck hunting. That's yeah. why you never showed.
1: Yeah, I, I never didn't showed
0: because he said, "I said, well, I'm at the house here. If you want me to come down there, he said, I think by the time you you go down there, it, it
3: well now you know what that means for future efforts. That means he's lost in the woods somewhere. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: So he I didn't just, want to tell you he was lost on the path. I just leaned back in my chair. I said, good. tell the boys good luck. <laughs> but I, the last I heard, he was going out there by himself and leaving me. Yep. So I just pulled up to go go right. a couple of hours. Yeah, Dad left our little shindig early.
3: So you said, what does this have to do with any spiritual application? And God has chosen us to be a community of <laughs> believers. <laughs> when you get off by yourself— and you think you know what you're doing. You don't need to be ignoring people <laughs> hollering at you.
0: Well, I had the gospel to preach so yesterday morning. Yep. So I'm going to do that. You and, did that. And then they said- And people obeyed it. Three, three made, of them obeyed it. Yep. I, I slipped on a pair of waders, in the right leg. <laughs> it just went down in good warm because it's the dead of winter. It's 20 degrees outside, 23. So- and as soon as I put my left leg over on that waiter, I pulled it up. It was about six inches of water <laughs> in the in the, <laughs> which meant we had an
1: inexperienced yeah, baptizer. And, 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 and ahead whoever
0: <laughs> baptized somebody before me, they, they filled up on the left, oh, got that's... dipped too deep, deep. So and then I, didn't I, dry. Just, out. I just put my leg yeah, it down and open it. Them up. I, I took to pull it off and drained it out, where it wouldn't be slushy. And and I just said, Okay, good to go. So I was baptizing people yesterday, you know, from There
1: was a guy that was baptized yesterday from New Mexico and he he makes and plays cigar box guitars. And I didn't even know there was such a thing, but he sent us one a few years ago and I remembered it once he told me about it. It's back when we were doing the podcast over at Tony and Phyllis's house. He sent us a cigar box guitar. the The I bottom never, of, never saw it. The bottom of the guitar is a cigar box. And they put the instru- the strings on it and they play it. And he was playing in New Orleans, but he wanted to get baptized. So he said, I'm going to be in New Orleans in your neighborhood. He sent me an email. And he, I want to get baptized. And I was like, well, you're about five hours from the neighborhood, but come on. And so yesterday he drove up and he met dad and
0: dad baptized him. That's, yeah. I preached the gospel to him, he heard it. The great, he's a good the great commission is what, what someone marked that. Uh, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted with all that time he spent with them. Some doubted. Then Jesus came and said, and he's the final word in my opinion, on what did you do? Yep. All authority in heaven and on earth had been given to me. That's a lot. I'll make sure they get that. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And people say, well, we don't believe you have to be baptized. I said, well, you're going to be arguing with Jesus about it. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them everything to obey everything I've commanded you, And surely I'll be with you always to the end of the age. So that's what I do all the time.
1: Yeah, and you do a lot of it. Huh? You do it a lot.
0: I do it a lot. And
1: we've told you this before. You're always welcome. 3201 North 7th Street, Westman Road. Come to WFR on Sundays. Dad's going to be there at 9 o'clock doing his Unashamed
0: Bible study. I remind them that there will be no money changing hands. No, we're not. (laughs) Your hand to my hand. I said, I don't well, you need can your give money. You can't get to the church if you want. God's grace is I, I free. I want you to live forever. I, I love you, and I want you to live forever. So I just read a text in Matthew. Mark said the same thing. He's got saying. So, so you say, well, well, you know, you think, do we have to be baptized? Well, that's <laughs> the other one. I go to Mark. It's well, in the I gospel. Think
3: that's kind of a poor question. He
0: said to him, "Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation." Jesus is talking here. It's in red letters. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. I said, why wouldn't you just do it? I said, he, I said all this stuff about, well, you know, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that, that many people are saying The saved. least you could tell somebody was who Jesus is, what he did for you, and his resurrection, your sins are removed, you're guaranteed you'll be raised from the dead. Yeah, tell I don't them run that ac- and baptize them. Yeah, I don't run
1: across a lot of people who even question now, that. In fact, most of the ones show up there, they know what they want to do when they exactly. come. Dale Puckett, Dale, that was so Dale. My scares other scares
0: me when someone just, just reads, goes on past that, and, you know, you know it just scares me.
1: Yeah. Well, uh,
3: the second little story I had, so this morning, totally different deal. The ice is over. Because once it got above freezing yesterday, it never froze back. And the ducks are beginning to scatter. They're scattering. So after our hunt yeah. yesterday, I went and scouted, and there was a place where I mean, it literally had just thawed out. It's about the waters. How deep was that water? Two, two or three ankle inches, deep. ankle deep. And there was there was a little nest of ducks there that I saw. So that's where we went this morning. <clears throat> but
0: it was a fine duck hunt. It,
3: it was. 25 and we're here, you know, we, we only hunted until 9 o'clock. But so this I got another another teaching moment here. I
1: taught you how to build ISO. And now this is a different. You taught us how to not wander off in the woods because if somebody's hollering at you, listen. Well, we need each other.
3: And uh, so don't. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. I'm not <laughs> sure where that verse is, but fortunately, Phil, he had a cell phone. Yep. Because if he didn't, I'm pretty sure he'd still be out there. Because
0: the direction he was headed, you can go for miles. That's a long way over that way. So, uh, I won't have the luxury if I get lost in the woods. I won't have the luxury to to, to be without you know a cell phone. Could be handy. Yeah.
1: He'll just keep walking down.
3: <laughs> so today, uh, we had a couple of firsts. It's always a countdown to, before we kill the first pintail drake in the woods. And so we had that happen today. We, we had shot a couple of hens, but a big drake come over and we shot him. But the second thing that happened is usually we kill several duck bands, what Phil referred to as jewelry
0: Hanging on one and, of their limbs, it's Sometimes like a bracelet. Of them. It's a duck bracelet.
3: They're hanging on their feet, yeah. And so, uh, you know, we we shot the five hundredth duck for the season this year, and we still no bands. And so we're sitting there, no jewelry. Here comes two mallards. Came they? They got on my end and started to backpedal. They were going to light to my right, which is where everything was kind of tending to go, which was a good thing for me because I had a catbird seat. (laughs) And I raised up, started to shoot, but I thought, let me just wait, give them one second, and I hit them with a duck call to see if they'll turn back, and they did. And they just come right over the decoys. So I said, shoot them. So I raised up in, in that mode because the guys on the ends me and Phil get more shots than than the rest right. and I'd already I was doing pretty well so I was like I'm going to let, let the, the middle, middle of the blind shoot these two ducks yep. and it was like ba boom ba boom neither one of them looked like that whoever was shot those first three or four shots was not in the vicinity they were unharmed so I thought well I better get in on this. Yeah. So that next shot, boom. Now other people were shooting too. Yeah. Both ducks folded, hit the water. Jay jumped out of the blind, went out there, picked them up. So then he comes back and asks a question, who shot the Mallard Drake? Well, I answered appropriately because... <laughs> I knew what had happened, so I said we all did. Cause, but you know, I, I'm gonna have to admit I was shooting at the mallard drake when it folded.
1: Parts, heart you think you shot that drake is what you think. Yeah, yeah. So, but I said you had seen the shooting before.
3: I know whoever shot the first four <laughs> shots, I wouldn't put my money on that
0: because
3: <laughs> because they missed them at fifteen yards. Right. The two ducks folded at about thirty five or forty because it. You know, they just they get out of there in a hurry, and so I. But I knew right then. Well, how would you ever know exactly they were in the middle of the blind in the old days? There were multiple shots. So I said, "Here's what we do." I said, "Has anyone in here?" Because there was six men. There was only one man that said, I, "It wasn't me." Chad said that he said, "I didn't shoot at the mallard drake. I shot at the hen." So we I had an honest man. I said, "Well, you got the hen." Uh, <laughs> But the other five people were silent, which means they all thought they shot the Mallard Drake, right. which is what they, they, they may have shot the. <laughs> well, of course, I, you know, I didn't want to say, well, yeah, you shot the same time as I did, right. so odds are pretty good if you shot in that moment. But I was being cocky just because I thought, okay, and it was a bone crunching, no movement. I said, why don't we do this? Who in here has not ever shot a band? And old Jersey Joe, he's from Jersey. This is his first year to Ducca. And he said, well, I, I don't have one. I said, do you think you shot that Mallard Drake? And he said, I really
1: did. <laughs> 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 and look, he wasn't lying. He, he really did. Let's take another break.
3: And I said, well, let's give it to you, Jersey. And so he looked him up. I think it's a good rule. Though. I, I yeah. told
0: him. That's I a great said, thing to do. Jersey, since you've claimed him, I said, whether you got him or not, you claim him, okay. I said, but now this duck, when Stone brought it in, he had jewelry. I said, you can find out where that duck came from. Yeah, and just to let Guess the audience know,
1: this is this a banding process. And they do this to track migratory birds. The government. the government, yeah,
3: we we said that in an earlier podcast. Yeah, this one, for new
1: people, I want you to know what we're talking
3: but about. But it has little numbers, and you send the numbers, and they send you nicer. Tell where it come from. Yeah.
0: It's they place. want you to shoot the duck because they're keeping up with. Yeah, this is a little northern place in Minnesota. Yeah, that that butts into Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just below Canada, they they found a way of trapping these ducks, and they trapped this one. He was banned in 2023, so he. See, a, I already looked it up. About a, yeah,
3: well, they, now they got so it, could it, do online. it online. So okay.
0: Jersey looked at the, the the duck that he was claiming. Yep. and it told him where the duck came from. So a year ago, they. So were are down here in Louisiana. That duck came from Minnesota to Louisiana, right down the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> That's right, but it took some time because the weather. Mm-hmm. There were no mallard ducks hardy at all. Down oh, he saw some rude weather. One week ago, when the, when the ice hit, Jace is describing it, when the ice hit, so did the ducks. That's right. So the that that's matter, the only Drake, thing that would have pushed it. That matter,
1: Drake, saw some rude weather on his way down here.
3: So the lesson was <laughs> it's always better to give than receive.
1: I like it. That's right.
3: Now, he like should have just, just said, mind. he should have, but since he's a new hunter, you know. To him, him, it was worth more than a diamond ring. <laughs> yeah. Was and I'm, I said now here's the deal you know what you should have said was guys that was very nice of y'all thank you but in his mind you can't help it once he became in possession of it I said well here's what's gonna happen a year from now you're gonna be like so there I was <laughs> two mallards came in everyone missed That's there was right. one shot I had one shot left
1: that story will grow and I,
3: I was slipping down. And I, I just got the lead and it was the last shot. We hadn't eaten in three days and our life depended on it. And I mean, he boom, has I men fire. on his
0: left, men on his right, they're shooting and everybody's claiming. But, and, but Jason, a gesture of, of, of... Brotherly love. Brotherly love. Kindness. Let's give the guy. It's a charity. I mean, cause he walked out in front of his house in New Jersey, city life. And he looked around and he said, Let's get uh, You know what I am let's will, get uh, and he views profanity <laughs> out of here. So they this left free Jesus. <laughs> he though. gathered the woman up for kids and they all said, Let's we're leaving you think
1: anybody in his town in New Jersey would have given him a duck band? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. No way. They would have
0: given him trouble. You shouldn't be killing them poor little ducks, you That's know. Right. He came down here. Acts he got chapter him. ten cranks up. <laughs> He got in with a community, and then
1: you're a benevolent bird band. That's a pretty God good. God sent
0: a message through Peter, Apostle Peter. Well,
1: here's what I'm gonna do. So the next, because apparently there's some family things happening, I can't talk about today, but I will in the future. But I'm gonna call Joe, and I'm gonna say, "Man, I heard you got your first band. How did that happen?" So I'm gonna hear his version. Of the same story that Jay's just told, and I'll report back. The funniest thing is, I said, "Well, how many times did you shoot?" Because I was trying to figure out who fired
3: those first shots, because yeah. those were just I point watching, blank. Hissing. I was
0: watching the whole thing. <laughs> and
3: Jersey said, "He said, I'm not sure."
1: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 oh. Uh,
1: it's it's kind of like that guy. Remember on the when Eastwood had the guy on Dirty Harry. And he said, you know, I was shooting. He said, do I have a do I have one bullet left? He said, you know, and all the There's confusion. A did he fire six shots <laughs> it, or only five? Only five. You know, it's a lot of confusion. And he had that gun on that old guy. Then <laughs> he finally dropped his gun. And he clicked. He would shot all six. So there you go. We are in Luke 22. Um, we we left off with the um, Mount of Olives prayer. Yeah, where the disciples were sleeping because we talked about that. I don't know if we. I think we may have mentioned the overtime, and I don't think I have my notes from that. But there's a, um, there's a. You get so stressed out emotionally and physically, and I had the name in my notes before. But there's a medical disorder where literally the blood vessels around your sweat glands burst, and so you're sweating blood. I mean. Obviously it's gotta be a pretty tense situation for that to happen. But that's what a lot of people think happened here with Jesus and Luke being a doctor would have described it that way. It could just mean they were sweating so profusely it was light drops of blood, but most people think he had this whatever this thing is. Which, you know, I don't know. I've sweated before and had some pretty intense things, but I've never sweat blood that I can remember. So pretty big deal. So that's what's going on in the garden as he's preparing himself. For what's about to happen, so yeah, and he said, "Pray that
3: you won't fall into temptation." Yeah, to then, the disciples. Yeah, then he says, "If you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done." Which is,
1: if you ever want to follow an example, because all whatever you're going to face, that's what you have to wind up with. And look, I know there's a we got a big audience out there. There's people. You get news. You got cancer. Your wife's sick. Something happens to one of your kids. And it's like you're facing a tough situation, just like Jesus was in this story. But his answer was the answer. That's the one you got to go with. It is terrible to deal with, but you always have to appeal to the will of God and just say, look, Lord, if this is what you got for me, then help me bear up under it the best I can. I mean, any other answer but that, and you'll you'll wind up in a real crisis of faith. So you just got to trust him. So the disciples, it says they were found asleep,
3: exhausted from sorrow. So uh, we never asked your opinion on what sorrow were they suffering from. Do you think they finally realized Jesus is fixing to die,
1: or is it because one of them's going to betray? Him? I think it's a combination of all of it for sure. Because uh, look, you're right, and and this is in the middle of the night now. We're this is an all nighter we're we're working on here. And he's already told them one of them's going to betray him, and, and the, which I found fascinating that every one of them we read in Mark or Matthew said, "Surely not I," which is an interesting thing because it's almost like, "Well, I know I wouldn't do that, or I haven't done that," because Judas had already done it. But they're like, but they in the somewhere in the back of their mind they're thinking, "But I'm, but I might could." I mean, there was a doubt there about it, but you know they went through all that days. And knowing what he's telling them. and Jesus I think, mentions it. He does. Some some, some didn't believe. That's right. They some just, will fall away on account of me. Yep. Yeah, and then he actually told Peter and Judas. So, yeah, I think that's I, what he's talking about. I think that's Matthew 26. I wrote that down in my notes in uh, 21. I'll, I'll
3: read that before we move. Because I just wanted to make a point. Uh, 26, 21 says and while they were eating he said I'll tell you the truth one of you will betray me. They were sad and began to say to him one
1: after the other, Surely not me, Lord. Surely not I And I made the point yesterday in my sermon, Jace, that when human beings say surely, they're they're doubting the truth of it. When God when the Almighty says surely, you can You can write it down and go ahead and go to the bank on it. It's good. Then
3: I think it is profound that Matthew says, you know, if I just keep reading in verse 23, Jesus replied, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The son of man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then That's Ju- when you pull your
2: hand out of the bowl. You pull it back real <laughs> <That's right>. quick. <laughs>
3: you're
1: like, uh-oh.
3: You look down and you're in the bowl. Like, well, and nobody you know, deals with this next couple of verses, but then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, well, surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, yes, it is you. <laughs> and so then while they were eating, Jesus took
1: bread, gave thanks. So it's a little different version yeah, because John just says he got up and it says Satan entered him and he got up and left. But what happened was we know when you piece it all together, Jesus called him out and was like, oh, I know what you've been up to, son. It's like with your kids, you know, when you know they've been doing something and you're like, I, I know what you've been doing. And he just calls them out, but you just leaves, you know. So
3: which takes us back to Luke 22 and you get to 47 and he had just said, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. And... Whatever this sorrow was from them, once somebody betraying him or them just not wrapping their head around what this kingdom that Jesus is describing, it's not looking like what they want it to be. You know, they because you see that even in Acts 1, post-resurrection, they were still thinking kind of a nationalistic type kingdom overthrow. So it gets to 47, and he's while he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man
1: with a kiss? Which And this had already been prearranged. This was the signal that yeah. this is the guy. So that's that was the significance of the kiss.
3: Yeah, and that's even... Made its way into Godfather.
1: Oh, mafia. the kiss of death. That's exactly right. Type
3: and and that
2: phrase "son of man." I mean, it's, I think it's worthy of note that when you read the word "son of man," you you got to go. You got to think Daniel and Daniel's prophecy about a new kingdom that was coming. So, you know, all of this is is tied to the inauguration of of the kingdom of God coming. Which we're going to see later on when Jesus said it's finished. What he what he means is the story is finished, but the new kingdom is beginning. And so, you know, it's it's um, all this is tied up in it. That's why this language is super important to kind of understand the language that they may have, when they have, when they would have heard this Son of Man, they're they're going to be having images of of Daniel seven, Daniel nine, those type of references about the coming of the kingdom.
1: And you know, it's almost like as you mentioned, a mob. It's it's almost like a mob movie, where you have the FBI and they're surrounding, and they all know the person they're after. But then there's this moment where they're trying to arrest him. In this case, they're trying to do it secretly so people won't see it. And this is like the moment of truth. And so this thing really does play out almost like a movie, you know, the way this went down with these people coming up and then which, Judas. Which, I
2: mean, to Jace's point earlier about what were they upset about? Why you know I, I do think it's partly. Um, because of what Jesus said, but it's also, you know, it says he's in agony. So, if, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of confusion on their part thinking, wait a second, like we're, we're, we're about to take over the world. Like we've seen what you can do. Like we've seen you raise the dead, turn water into wine, walk on water, command the storms to stop. They're probably thinking like, man, you're like, well, what, well we're going to take this thing. We got this. And then, they see Jesus in agony, and that had to be extremely confusing for them because they did not understand the type of kingdom that Christ was bringing in that moment. So I think that's part of this like whole scenario here that you're building through Scripture, that's being built through Scripture, is it's, there's a lot of confusion and their misunderstanding at the core of it of what will this new kingdom actually be. They don't understand that yet. And so I think that part of that sorrow is maybe just like, wait, why is he upset? Why is he in agony? Why is he sweating blood? Why is he over in the corner crying? you know, what, what 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 what's going on here? You know what I mean? That that had to had to devalue their confidence in him to see him in a position of of suffering, anxiety, pain. I mean that that had to be really difficult for people who had put their hope in this guy as being some kind of uh, political power that was going to come and and, and establish the kingdom.
0: Yeah, two, two little texts in Matthew. From that time on, this is Matthew 4, verse 17. Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Right below that, verse 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee. And so it shouldn't have been as big a mystery as it was, or just unbelief. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. You would have think you would have thought they would have been, what's the word, more more anxious to hear, how high is this going to be? More aware. It was yeah. just a little mm-hmm. a, a confusing thing right before it happened
1: well and I think that that Zach is right let's let's take our last one I think Zach was right that it was kind of up to one last rally point that you get to in the next verse in 49 because it said when Jesus followers saw what was going to happen they said Lord should we strike with our swords? In other words, is this it? So it's kind of like a rally. Now the adrenaline's pumping, everybody's awake now, and everybody's like, is this it? And we know
0: they only have two swords. And Matthew is the one who recorded going around in their synagogues, preaching, and, and just think about this, in lieu of what he went through, preaching the good news of the kingdom. Well, the good news of the kingdom is that God has become flesh, and His name is Jesus, right. and He's dying for the sins of the world. When you look at that, you say, the, and that's good news." Not for Jesus at the moment. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's why they didn't they, get it.
0: They're going to beat him half to death. That's what
1: they. That's why they didn't get it. There's no way they could see. It's like Jay says all the time: a soldier can't see surrender as a pathway to victory.
0: You know, usually you don't get good news from someone's death.
1: No, that's right.
0: It's but, a surrender. But if you three days later, he's standing back on his feet and yeah. he's alive, and they all saw him die. That's right. I can see how that would be a little bit confusing.
1: Yeah, they
2: just didn't, and I didn't even understand it. I I wouldn't have either, to be honest. Yeah, and and I I think it's uh, important though because it's easy for us to see it with hindsight twenty twenty. But you say, man, if I'd have been there. And I'd have got it, but no, we, we <laughs> no, we wouldn't I'm a, have got I'm it. I am gonna I'm. admit it; I would have missed it too. Uh, there is no doubt I th- and it's, it's interesting because just in a couple of chapters, we're gonna see, we're gonna see kind of one of the first times that they that they get it. And there is a moment on the um, on the road to Emmaus, and not, not to jump ahead too much, but I just think it's interesting when they they're basically walking, they're like, and they see him. And like, oh, you know, we were hoping that that we were hoping that he would be the one that Moses talked about. So they had had this image in their mind that whenever the the Messiah would come, that he would be the one that Moses talked about. Um, uh, And and they had this image, this vision of what that would would mean. But Jesus says he opened their minds, verse 45 of 24, Luke 24, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So. They had a, a in their mind, and I, this is why I, this is so important when we talk about the kingdom and interpreting the gospels through this lens, because this is what the point of the gospels are: is is they had a, a vision of the kingdom that was going to be a political kingdom. Or maybe that's the wrong word. It was going to be an earthly kingdom that was like the other kingdoms that they saw, like the Roman Empire or, or the Babylonians or the the Medo Persians or all the all the other kingdoms. And they would that's just they have
1: divine it. power, firepower to. Overrule. To win, the, yeah, exactly. To exactly. rule over
2: them. So they had this in their mind because this is what this is how they interpreted the law of Moses and the prophets. Yep. And and then when Jesus comes and he and he's dead, but then he's resurrected and he sees them, what he explains to them in this moment, when their eyes were open, he opened their minds so that they could see. The kingdom that he truly came to bring, which was one of a suffering savior. And they had they did not have room for this until the moment where 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 their their minds are open. So I think a lot of this is like it's like a hidden kingdom that's just about to be unleashed and unfolded and revealed to these very same people that in this moment, they're like, wait, what's going on? Like you're you're in agony, you're sweating blood. And then the, they come to arrest you, and and this thing that's about to happen here—that you you know you, you cut somebody's ear off. Peter does, and, and you and Christ puts it back on and submits himself to being arrested. Like like they they're just not getting it. Now they will very shortly. They'll get it, but not at this moment.
3: Yeah. So we did the little background to Judas, and then Judas did betray him with a kiss, and we know from other accounts that then Peter was the one who cut the soldiers. Uh, ear off. Yep. And so if you back up, I think we did this on the overtime of the last podcast. If you back up and remember that in verse 33, you know, after Jesus drops this bombshell about somebody's going to betray me, G, uh, Peter said in verse 33, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. And then Jesus makes another prediction. I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me, which we're fixing to get to in verse 54. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus asked them, when I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. You remember when he sent them out two by two, yep. and he was like, the Lord will provide. But he said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it. If you have a bag, if you, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written... And he was numbered with the transgressors. We talked about that. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. Well, then the disciples said, see, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. And we made the point that they missed the point
1: that he was going to leave and you know he was talking about the future, days because he said, sell your cloak and buy a sword. Well, they weren't going to do that that night. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, the shops weren't open at 3 so You the know, you look at
0: it and how the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11, to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna Mary, the mother of Jesus and the others who with him, who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, <laughs> which is pathetic, but they didn't believe the women. Well, they didn't listen to women. Because their words seemed to them like nonsense. They said, hey, he's what he said he was gonna do, that's what he did. And they like, these girls, eh, they're getting all fired up here, <laughs> I mean. It's it's interesting. Yeah,
1: very interesting. Well, I I was just going. I think we yeah, we're almost
3: out of time. We're almost out of time. Over time. I was just going to make one point that about even with our interactions with people today, and we were making fun of Jersey and Burley and various people. But I I think it goes into detail about this because Jesus was preparing for all of us to be together. And it made me think of this Romans 15, really the whole first seven or eight verses. But, you know, it says in verse five, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. And that's on the heels of verse four of 15 that says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And even though they didn't understand what was fixed to happen, and even though Peter had said, I'll
0: never, you know, he's, he's like the worst possible leader And, and look, in your he mind. ran to the tomb, Peter, bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away check this out wondering to himself what had happened yeah but the point is that this time you would think
3: Uh, peter son the point is jesus was very purposeful in loving and washing these guys feet and and trying to get them ready for what what was fixed to happen and they didn't respond well but there's a reason for that because post-resurrection look we have the same problem
1: no no doubt um we're out of time, but we'll uh, pick this discussion up in our overtime. If you want to follow us over, uh, blazetv.com slash unashamed is where we'll be for that. So come on up. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else,